Earth to Brit can be found wherever you go for your next podcast fix. My handle on Instagram and Facebook is Earth to Brit Podcast. You can find me on Twitter at Earth to Brit Pod. Emails can be sent to earth to Brit.podcast at gmail.com. The podcast website is www.anchor.fm slash earth to Brit. Remember, Brit is spelled with two T's. B-R-I-T-T. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes. This is a Yellow Wave production. everyone Brit here at earth to Brit it feels like it's been about 12 years since I've said that um I mean where do I start so if you could only see the smile on my face right now because I'm so excited to be back at it but it's short-lived because we've got this episode and then next week is the finale however this was all supposed to be done by now Like, as of right now, if everything had gone according to plan and schedule, we would be done. You would have heard the episode I'm about to give you, and you would have heard actually a bonus episode that I may or may not release later on. Stay tuned for that. And you would have heard the finale. But life happens. Um, I mean, I don't even know how to explain what has been going on in my life, but it's been a shit show. It usually is. Don't get me wrong. I'm not trying to say like my life is in any way shape or form like smooth sailing it's usually not but it's been extra shit show if that makes sense so like think of when you order a restaurant or something and you order nachos and then like supreme so you get nachos or you get nachos supreme my life has been nachos supreme for longer than I can even go back and tell you about like I cannot find the origin of where this all started so many things but mainly the main reason why I could not release what I've previously recorded is because I could not hear out of my right ear and it's still not a hundred percent but it comes and goes which is like the worst (laughs) because I cannot plan for that it's like one day great but then something happens with Augie or something else and then okay so I can hear today I could I could record and I could release but then somebody else or something else needs my attention. And then when I have that free time, I can't hear again. So it's almost like nature has been forcing me to just step aside, but I'm back because we, we got to do this. And I'm so, I'm so excited to have the opportunity to record tonight without having any knock on wood <laughs> issues or anyone needing me or any physical problems like my ear had better behave because all I need is like an hour hour and a half tops and then I will feel so much better so yeah tonight we are going to talk about what do you think not what I first planned story of my life you've heard me say it before you'll hear me say it again we are going to talk about 12 horror movies that either got people arrested and put into actual prison, (laughs) punished, or something that brought to investigators' eyes to be officially investigated, whether that turned out to be an actual legit investigation. Well, all the investigations were legit. Whether or not it turned out that they were guilty, stay tuned. You're going to find out. But it's wild, you guys. So I'm a number four Enneagram. So when I see something that is well done and I feel it and I believe it, like I am right there with you. It is happening to me. I'm thinking of about like 12 TV shows right now and 13 movies that have just gutted me. And if you were looking at me while I'm watching them, you would have thought that I was watching somebody 
play back something that happened in my life. Like I feel it as if it were me. This is an episode focusing on that exact um, situation, I guess, whatever you want to call it. For other, in quotes, normal people who aren't forced, who don't feel everything necessarily, who aren't so in tune and so emotional. And these are 12 movies that have caused other people, whether they were fours or not, probably not, because it is a rare type, but it, it caused such a reaction and such like what the fuck factor that they were either imprisoned without even finding out the facts or I'm looking at you, Italy. Stay tuned for that. Um, <laughs> for real though, no hate on Italy, but my God, can you guys just like science just look that up and then get back to me (laughs) you will see what I'm talking about in just a minute but things that like caused such a visceral natural like I'm trying to think what is the word I'm thinking of I haven't spoken in so long especially on the podcast it's like really really difficult um come on I'm going to think of it when I'm trying to sign off and say goodnight for the night. Um, either way, you get what I'm saying. Like, it, it it was so realistic and believable. The suspension, the willing to, the willingness to suspend disbelief is basically what I am a perfection. Like, I am so good at this. At the drop of a hat, I could be in the middle of real life shit, just like getting it done, doing it just in the thick of it and you put on a tv show a movie a play a song any a dance anything artistic anything with emotion and i know i am letting it all go and i will give you what you need i will completely believe what you're selling me it is a gift but it's so natural to me and i just love this episode because these are 12 movies that People who aren't like me, who don't do that naturally, who are actually the opposite. I'm thinking of my husband who's just like, this is what's wrong with this. This is why this isn't realistic. While I'm like bawling, who cares? Like we're, we're here. We signed an agreement. Did we not? Like we're here to just feel. But this is for the people who don't necessarily feel and who are watching something. And it's so realistic that they are so alarmed and just action is taken because of these films. I am so here for this and I cannot wait to share this with you. So yeah, go ahead, grab a drink, grab a snack, grab both. I don't care. It has been a long time since I've come to you, like three weeks, two weeks. I don't even know. Seriously, I have no idea. All I know is I've been so stressed out because none of this was planned. So I apologize for that. I apologize for leaving you hanging. This I, I couldn't even keep up with posting and letting people know, like, FYI, um, you're not crazy. I was going to come back with an episode like I always do. And I did not give a warning because I didn't get a warning myself. So bear with me. I am so sorry if you are offended, whatever, but get over it because I'm back and this is so worth it. So yes, get a drink, get a snack, get both. I don't care. Get ready for a really, really, really interesting episode. Let's go. Number one is Cannibal Holocaust. This movie, Cannibal Holocaust, has two claims to fame. First, it was one of the first found footage horror films. Think, um, oh shoot, what's that movie? In the forest, Blair Witch, Pro- Blair Witch Project. It's similar to that. Second, it's consistently ranked as one of the most controversial films of all time. That's an easy sentence to say, but it is a that's a big deal. So those two factors together, coming together especially, they create a firestorm for the film's director. Basically, he was like, I'm doing this, and then next thing I know, my shit is on fire, and I'm not here for it, and I feel so bad for him. So it's released in 1980, 
and it contains images so gruesome and realistic that the Italian government tried and convicted the director, Ruggiero Diodato, for the murder of his lead actress, simply based on the footage. That is an intentional pause because Italy. I am so here for the emotional factor, but get your shit together. You cannot just put people, you cannot try and convict people based on footage without any other evidence. You just can't. As I'm saying that, I'm thinking of about like 20 different scenarios where that could happen, but I I can't go there. This is strictly based on emotion this this week. But if you think about it, it's kind of like, um, hello, Amanda Knox situation, the blood spat, like so many things, just that basic science and basic care and attention at a crime scene would have kept her out of prison and would have hopefully, ideally found the actual culprit or at least gotten a step closer. So Italy, love you dearly love you so much but like seriously get your shit together you need to study science you need to put your emotion aside just for like a minute keep it there keep it in your back pocket for sure 100 percent. i feel like okay wait as i'm saying this i think italy is number four just like me so like i feel you italy i am not coming at you strong like that i'm just saying you need to have science you need to have actual evidence you cannot just do that shit So it's only when the stars of the film appear on television to plead Diodato's case and prove that they were in fact alive that the guilty verdict got overturned. I feel like this would only happen in Italy, but lately in America, this doesn't feel that far off. Like I have a feeling if I woke up tomorrow and something similar happened, I wouldn't be surprised. Although it, it's not normal for America, but right now America is also not normal. Does that make sense? Pol- politics aside, I'm just saying, like, think, shit's messed up. I don't care if you're Republican, Democratic, Libertarian, or nothing. Like, I, all of that aside, like, shit is up in the air for everyone. And I can relate to this. So, basically, because of this situation with him being prisoned and convicted in Italy and stuck in prison, the movie's been eclipsed with, like, this dark shadow, if you will. But that also makes it the most obvious choice for not only including it in this list, but, like, being the number one on the list. Also... The house, the creepy ass house where all of this went down is here. I will put the link in the show notes. Check that shit out. Unless you're like terrified, then please don't. The next one is a lizard in a woman's skin. Again, Italy looking at you. Italian director Lucio Fulci recruited Carlo Rambaldi in 1971 for this film, A Lizard in a Woman's Skin. He never could have guessed that Rambaldi... What? What, what, what? It happens every time. I'm actually very proud of myself for getting this far. He never could have guessed that Rambaldi's models would look so real that the filmmakers would be brought to court. So basically, Italy is like, you're going to court... Like Oprah, you get a gift, you get a gift, except you go to court, you go to court, you go to court, you go to court. (laughs) Just fucking love court. And I'm okay with that. Um, so basically authorities in Italy catch wind of this film and then specifically a scene depicting the violent death of a number of dogs. And this right here is where I'm like, Italy, listen, okay, this is probably going to reveal a lot about me and I'm realizing this as I'm saying it, but it's not necessarily accurate. So when it comes to humans, because humans have free will and humans have a mind and they can just well, dogs do too but like you know what i'm saying humans have more autonomy than dogs or animals in general so not okay to send humans to jail in prison when you don't know the facts but 
500 and million percent every goddamn time you come after them if any animal is involved. So this is where I'm like rooting for Italians and their court system. So the filmmakers were accused of animal cruelty. Rombaldi had to bring in the actual fake dogs that they used. I feel like I just had a very strong Chicago accent and I've been working on that. I am from where I am from, but I really, really, of all the accents, Minnesota, Wisconsin, Midwest, but Chicago, I just can't, I really hate it. I really hate it. So I'm trying not, I'm trying to be better. Um, okay. Side, sidetrack. This is what happens when I haven't been recording forever. And when every time I try to load something, it fails. I'm, I'm looking at you, computer. I'm, <laughs> you better ship up. You better shape up real quick because you are going to be replaced real quick if you can't figure it out. Anyway, the guy, the filmmaker, he had to bring these actual fake dogs that they used to court to prove like, hey, these weren't actual dogs. We're not abusing animals. And I am so here for this. I want serial numbers. I want I want every piece of evidence you can give me because otherwise you're going to jail. Like... I understand <laughs> the one before this was about a human killing a human. And I'm just like, you can't do that. You have to prove it. Well, listen, it's not that I value any life over any other, but I am an advocate for animals and anything, the underdog always. So I'm not going to explain myself further because I am what I am. So once he does that and proves it, he's freed and cleared of charges so what's really interesting is that he continues to after this like he's not afraid he's not scared away like oh shit i don't ever want to deal with that again like i'm done nope he continues to do his thing which means he is on his path right and he does special effects for king kong he designs the head of the monster and alien you guys for real and then it gets even better he is the creator of E.T. for Steven Spielberg. And that is a great time to take a break, play a little ad that I've chosen specifically for this week, and try to figure out what the hell is going on with my computer and make sure that all of my effort is not going to waste yet again. So yes, enjoy these ads, um, and we'll be back. While every shelter pet is unique, some love a good game of fetch, others would rather snuggle on the couch, there's one thing they all have in common. They're all pure love. Right now, millions of pets in shelters and rescues across the country are waiting to be adopted. If you're thinking about getting a pet this holiday season or anytime, make sure to visit theshelterpetproject.org. Again, for those of you in the back, that's the shelterpetproject.org brought to you by the Ad Council, Maddie's Fund, and the Humane Society of the United States. I am sure that you've heard of this one before. I know I have no less than 20 times at least. Mark Twitchell's House of Cards. So it's basically a sadistic moviegoer who is inspired by his favorite horror film. And then he decides to carry out that genre, that plot, all of the things with copycat crimes and violence in the real world. In this case, the case of Canadian filmmaker Mark Twitchell, it wasn't life imitating art, but... It was Twitchell's sadistic mind that twisted it all the way around. A full 360. 180? Fuck, I don't even know. You guys, if I if you expect me to use proper English, you cannot expect me to use proper math as well. You figure it out. You get what I'm saying. He did a full 180. I think it's 180. Because the 360 is like a full... Okay, I'm as I'm saying... <laughs> This is what you have to do. You have to talk it out and speak it. So a full 360 would mean a full twist. Like I'm thinking of gymnastics and cheerleading. 
a full twist. So you start at one point and you end up at the exact same point. So not that. He did a 180. So half of that. He did it, twisted the other half, like the dark side. Think of that. Think of it like that. So like light side, dark side, whatever. So in 2008, he wrote and directed a low-budget horror film that was titled House of Cards. And this included a scene in which a man is basically like lured. I hate when they have this word. I can read it. I can't say it. Lured. Lured. He is tricked into a kill room and then murdered. Weeks later... Twitchell recreates this scene from his script in real life, and he murders Johnny Altinger in the same room that was used in the film. Shut the fuck up. Can you imagine? Can you imagine? So police actually, after the fact, they are convinced that he wrote the script in an attempt to play out his murderous fantasies. Duh. Not not trying to demean police or play their job down, but like I could have done without that sentence. I think we all can fucking figure that out. No shit, Sherlock. So now he is serving a life sentence in jail and he continues to maintain that he did not kill Altinger and he continues as well to fight for control of thousands of hours of footage that has been seized by the police so that he can someday edit his film and release it to the public. No thanks. Because for sure that shit is real. Next one is Marla May. For independent horror film Marla May, the truth behind the scenes was stranger than the fiction on screen. That's when you know. That is a very powerful sentence. I'm going to say it again. So, for the independent horror film, Marla May, the fact that it's independent is red flag, not red flag, but like sign number one, this shit's going to be really, really good. And by good, I mean like effective. The truth behind the scenes was even stranger than the fiction on the screen. Anytime you're watching a movie and you learn that the truth behind what you're watching is even crazier or more realistic or stranger, any of those adjectives or any other adjective, to be honest, that is fire, but in not a good way. So in 2015, an uneventful filming process in Washington state concluded within an interview with the filmmakers and it was put into a local paper. This exact article that was just like, laissez-faire not even fully seen or appreciated this article alerted federal agents that (laughs) jason sanj who happens to be a man convicted of armed robbery they see this article and they're like holy shit this guy happened to land the lead role in this movie so sanj uses his own name during the auditions He wins the role, and he goes on to play a major part in the film, like I just said. He does all of this after violating parole by abandoning his halfway house. The police uh, re-arrest him after seeing his name and photo in the paper. And I have a couple thoughts about this. So I, I haven't looked in. I need to look into his case before I give a full opinion, but knowing what I just read to you, like this is all I know, the same as you. What I just said is the same thing that you know. That's all. I have not done a deeper dive yet. Um, usually I do, those, I do those afterwards, which is not ideal, but it is what it is. But I saw the sentence halfway house. He abandons his halfway house. And I don't necessarily feel like a need to like go after him because it's not like he murdered somebody. It's clearly a drug, alcohol, substance, something, some sort of addiction. And to me, that is such a different, that is so different than anything else. And I, 
and the fact that he abandons this and then goes to star in a movie tells me that he's following his intuition that he is doing the damn thing and I'm not saying he doesn't still need to be helped or need to have somebody on hand to help him or to go to meetings, whatever, what have you. But let the man live his goddamn life for real. Like, I, I don't want to even touch that one. But it, it it is crazy, like, the fact that he, he, he was just trying to do the thing and then ends up, you, I mean... Not ideal. Don't use your name, all that. But he probably thought like, I haven't done anything wrong. I'm just, I just have an addiction. So like, why would they come after me? Well, apparently in 2015, that's a thing that is still priority, which makes me wonder, is it priority right now? I don't know. Um, just add it to the list of things I'll be researching as soon as I sign off. <laughs> guinea pig flowers of flesh and blood just the name is like what the fuck if you could see the t maybe i should just do like the cinema shot of like their what is it called whatever they use for the movies like when you go to the if you went to the movies for all you newbies like you young children probably don't have this experience but when you would go to the movies and there'd be posters up of like the shot they chose to represent the movie just looking at that has me like oh god i don't this is definitely violent so what do you get when you mix charlie sheen and a guinea pig the answer is an fbi investigation yet again so in what sounds or seems like a surreal drug addled joke which as i'm saying that it probably could have been on Charlie's part. In 1991, Charlie watched a horror film that was so gruesomely realistic that he fully believed it was a snuff film and he called the FBI. This film, Guinea Pig, Flowers of Flesh and Blood, is a Japanese movie. No surprise there because they don't fuck around. Let me just, if I can circle back later, if I can remember and tell you about the first film I saw that was a Japanese film that absolutely robbed me. Like, it just gutted me more than anything in my entire life. I can remember to this day the feelings I felt were so profound. I have not felt them again since. And I've been through some shit. Like, I'm telling you, this movie was insane. And it was a Japanese film. So, Charlie, yeah, maybe you were on drugs, but I am not fully discounting your story or your account or your memory or your experience because the the Japanese filmmakers, they don't fuck around at all. They will gut you on the spot every time. So again, be willing to suspend your disbelief for me, for Charlie, for this episode. So it's basically a movie full of extremely graphic violence, blood, and gore, aren't they all? Charlie <laughs> ends up believing this so fully that he turns his copy over to the authorities and he's fully convinced that a woman was actually murdered on screen. The filmmakers, because of this and because of the whole trajectory of this situation, they were forced to release a documentary titled The Making of Guinea Pig just to prove that it was all special effects. None of it was real. This is the first one so far, and I believe the only one, do not quote me on that, but it is for sure the first one that is noted to not, like, here is an addendum, like a little note for everyone. Do not image search this movie. Do not do it. Don't do it unless you want to see a guy in a samurai helmet covered in blood, licking a severed head, which is the least disturbing thing about the film. So half of me is like, guys, we got to go. I'll be back next week to continue this. Um, part one, we'll do part two next week. I'm going to go watch this. And then the other half of me is like, I will never even, I will bury this so deep into my subconscious that I won't even remember the title of the movie. Anyone else? 
Okay, so the next one is El Dorado. Oh, in 3D. Shit. So, <laughs> this article, which by the way is from Ranker, says that when making a hurt, a horror movie, that old phrase rings true. Nothing is certain but death and taxes. Don't know where that comes in, but it made me laugh, so I wanted to share that with you. So, every horror film has death. Duh. And every production... Oh, okay, here we go. So, every horror film has death and every production has taxes. Yes. I mean, this. these are all things that we just know to be true. <laughs> When the maker of low-budget horror comedy El Dorado tries to film the death without paying the taxes, he got himself into a lot of trouble with the British government. Producer Roger Driscoll falsified forms to inflate the budget of his film, claiming it cost $13.8 million, which would qualify that film for $2.3 million in tax rebates and government funds, when in fact the film costs less to produce than the oh okay so the film cost less than the 2.3 million that it cost him to wait you guys we're talking numbers so just give me a second <laughs> numbers are so boring um but fascinating at the same time so he said this film was 13.8 million dollars to make because of that claim he was entitled in quotes to 2.3 million in tax rebates and government funds when the actual fact is the film cost less than 2.3 million what he got in tax rebates and quotes to produce so that's a big jump in numbers you guys that's not okay at all i'm all about like rounding up or rounding down or just like I don't even know. I can't think of an example right now, but that's not, I'm not about cheating or like, that's just not okay. Um, so along with four co-conspirators, the producer forged documents and invoices to inflate these expenses, basically to reflect what he claimed it cost. He pockets the money and spends it on crucial horror related projects like his hair transplant. <laughs> okay. Ranker. I see you. Thank you. I needed that laugh. I was thinking he made more horror movies, but no, they're just making fun of him because he got a hair transplant with that money. Um, okay, this might be a whole episode in itself. So they say that Driscoll, who his entire professional life is a bizarre, sordid affair, was found guilty in 2013. Uh, and there's two links in there for me to click on, and I want so badly to click on them right now. But if I do that, then this episode's done because I'm going to go down the rabbit hole that I find myself going down daily. You are on my list, Driscoll, and I cannot wait to look into this. And he might, I might feature this as another episode or a bonus. Who knows? So apparently the movie's not very good at all. Like it's not that great. And according to UK paper, The Telegraph, in quotes, El Dorado, you see, is weapons grade awful by tur okay, hold on. <laughs> by turns toe curling and wholly baffling, this is 116 minutes of laughable prosthetics, shifting shet hold on, shifting sets and appalling CGI. What is CGI? I'm not sure. That is crazy. But also funny. I'm definitely looking that up. You should too. The ABCs of death. When kids go to school to learn their ABCs, the ABC of death is probably not the most effective teaching tool. Besides that, aside of that, like who cares? Ohio substitute teacher Sheila Kieran's screens this film for high school Spanish class in 2013. Students complain to the administration and that that action, like so many people did that, that it got Kieran's convicted of disseminating materials that were harmful to juveniles and she was sentenced to 90 days in jail. Um, that's all we're told, which I'm not okay with. And there's no word on whether the kids learned anything from this morbid slash hilarious lesson plan or not. Um, 
Sheila, you spent your 90 days and that was in 2013. Here's 2020. I'm coming for you like in the best way. I want to hear your side because high school kids are not the greatest. I'm going to, I'm going to censor myself right now, but like assholes, they're pretty much assholes. So I feel like I'm going to take Sheila's side on this because she was probably targeted for stupid ass reasons. Either way, I'm going to get into that later, maybe, um, on my own time. And you might hear about it. You might not. The next one is the carnage collection. Uh, so no one can pretend to be surprised when a film that was called what I just said, the carnage collection comes under fire for its collection of carnage. That feels like I wasted my time by saying that, um, it's like, uh, how much wood could a wood chuck chuck if a wood could wait, <laughs> I haven't said that in years. How much wood could a wood chuck chuck if a wood chuck could chuck wood? That's basically what I just said. I'm not a fan of that. So after illegally downloading the film for her kids, based on the picture of Santa on the cover, obviously disregarding the word carnage in the title and the description, in quotes, features multiple short stories of violence, gore, carnage, and horror, there is a woman who complains to authorities about the obscene content. This woman, you guys, this is me, Brit, at Earth the Brit, saying, the modern Karen. Like, I see a picture that looks like Santa Claus. I want to put it on TV, Netflix for my kids and gets pissed about it when really she's at fault because it's not Santa at all. And I just look back at the picture. I don't see Santa in any way. She, oh, okay. I guess in the upper right. But like I'm focusing on the star that is associated with Satanism, which I'm not saying that it's actual fact, but also the demon in the lower right like right below santa and then the clown and then the skeleton um and then what feels like satan with his long ass nails holding the mic girlfriend karen pay attention because you're at fault um so she was described as specifically flabbergasted and she had a problem with the part when a woman gets stabbed in the vagina and another part when Santa says, <laughs> first of all, I'm going to say it and then I'm going to follow up on my thought. Suck my motherfucking jingle balls. Listen, Karen, I've already named you Karen. I don't care what your name is. Karen, first things first, the whole picture of this, I looked at it. It does not look like anything I would ever want my son to watch ever like I would be afraid to watch it but um also why would you get mad at that that's hilarious not the vagina part but suck my mother fucking jingle balls that's so funny so this movie was then because of her investigated as a potential snuff film portraying actual violence to humans and animals okay not okay with that I feel like I'm speaking and walking talking large without actually knowing because i have not watched any of these films so far i'm gonna but anything in that is like truly believed to be a snuff film or portrays actual like real life violence to humans or animals as much as i laugh at what i said before that's not okay like i don't care what karen said <laughs> karen i i like i said i named you that you're karen you've been dubbed um regardless of what she says or doesn't say or regardless of the fact that she's clearly not paying attention those facts don't matter because at the end of the day if an animal or human is truly involved in such a way that's so realistic like don't go italy and send them to prison without investigating but definitely investigate that shit because this shit happens have you seen the wayfair issues um Oh, shit, I feel like I just opened up a whole can of worms with that. but And we can talk about that. Go to the Facebook page. I'm there for that. I've got my thoughts. I've got my investigation. My uh, specific, like, three at where I live investigation. But 
and I have my thoughts and I have my theories, but I'm always open regardless. If, if it's so bad that it's like people are truly questioning, then I don't care how funny what I just said or before or anything else is not okay. As so long as it is truly fake, like it should be and acted and not on humans or animals at all. So eventually those charges are dropped and okay, wait, so the charges are dropped, but please hold the filmmakers temporarily Oh, based on an old school law that bans the production of obscene material. And you guys, if you just looked up old school laws anywhere you live or anywhere in general, it's wild. That again is a whole other episode. Next up is the films of Remy Couture. So again, in a genre as controversial and subversive as horror Is it a badge of honor if your work is so offensive that it gets you arrested for moral corruption with a link? You bet your ass I'm looking this shit up immediately. This is the first thing I'm looking up. So this is what happens to Remy Couture, who is a special effects artist in Quebec, Canada. Couture posted some horror horror shorts, not shots, shorts, like short films, you guys, on his website titled inner depravity fuck the title are you grabbing yourself for real inner depravity for real this is fire in 2005 and that's what gained worldwide attention however the reason that this is being aired on this episode is because not all of that attention was positive there was a complaint in austria that made its way to interpol And Couture was followed up by being arrested. What did I just say? (laughs) I feel like I just got real excited. I did. Um, I feel like I just showed it. I did. So Couture is arrested after there's a complaint in Austria. And he's charged with moral corruption and the production and distribution of obscene material. Oh, I got to look this up so fast. I'm like dying. So he's acquitted in 2012 and his case hinges on the jury agreeing that his work was not just obscenity, but that it had true artistic merit. No way. No way. So then this quote in this article by Ranker again, I love this. That seems like a very complicated way to earn your artistic merit badge. It sure does, but that also makes me want to pee my pants. I'm dying. I, you guys, next up is Night of of the Living Dead. But real quick, I am going to break protocol and I'm searching for him right now. I need to just dive right in. We'll be back in just a sec. The Innocence Project was founded in 1992 by Peter Neufeld and Barry Sheck at Cardozo School of Law, and it exonerates the wrongly convicted through DNA testing and reforms the criminal justice system to prevent future injustice. The Innocence Project's mission is to free the staggering number of innocent people who remain incarcerated and to bring reform to the system responsible for their unjust imprisonment. To get involved, you can go to www. Dot innocenceproject.org and join a movement of 800,000 plus supporters on a mission toward criminal justice reform. Your contribution helps us continue the fight for criminal justice reform and exonerate wrongfully convicted individuals. Every action makes a difference. Okay, I am back reluctantly to finish this out before I go way too far into a rabbit hole with the last one uh next up is night of the living dead so george romero's classic 1968 zombie film is so scary that a man used it to punish a child that he was babysitting so scary in fact that his use of the film was considered a crime which i have a lot of feelings and thoughts about this before i even go further I'm going to hold on to that and then maybe address it later. Maybe not. 
So Englishman Robert Bayless is babysitting an unnamed six-year-old girl in the early 90s. And he forces her to watch this film as a punishment for, in quotes, behaving like a child. Um, so the article continues, which seems a little unfair since she was a child. And I, before I read that, was thinking the same thing. You're behaving like a child. Uh, two things. Number one, again, reiterating this fact, she fucking is a child, asshole. Number two, behaving and acting and thinking like a child is revered these days. Maybe it wasn't back then. Probably not. I know it wasn't when I was born in 1987 and when I was growing up, but children have the key. They are, they hold the key. They have the answers. They are exactly what we should be. I mean, minus the fact that like we know how to drive, we know how to do just, you know what I mean? We know how to live life and do all the things. But like, if you looked at life through the eyes of a child, you are a fucking godsend. And especially if you're a child. So I'm going to not focus on that too much, but Uh, it was later discovered that in 2016, Bayless, the one who had first made this little girl watch this movie, he confesses to a drinking problem at the time of the incident and had been convicted on one count of child cruelty, uh, give or take 20 years after the event. He receives a suspended sentence probation and community service so here's my thing we're gonna go ahead and put in italy we're gonna put the people who made the film that was 100 percent fake and they proved it no animal cruelty no nothing no cruelty to anyone it was 100 percent fake and the actresses and actors had to come on the stand after the fact after he had been imprisoned to prove that it that they were in fact alive that blows my mind yet here we are we're making a child watch this film and even later like after a drinking incident even later he has another he's convicted of another count of child cruelty we're just going to give him a suspended sentence give him probation and community service i'm not about punishment i'm more about like getting to the root but like i don't think any of those things do that at all moving on because i cannot even do that tonight (laughs) i just can't oh you guys the texas chainsaw massacre fuck this at the end with that in quotes raw footage i still am not sure and maybe i'll find out after i read this i'm not sure if it's real or not like it was so realistic i can't handle this movie even now like oh my god I love it, but I hate it, if that makes sense. So now it's more than 40 years old. Really, that makes me feel old as fuck. Um, The Texas Chainsaw Massacre is still considered one of the scariest horror films ever made. I concur. So if right now current audiences continue to fear the film, imagine, can you imagine how absolutely bone chilling and terrifying it was in the 1970s when minds were yet desensitized by the countless horror films produced by the texas chainsaw massacre's image so this image like the whole thing that just makes it what it is and so scary before that has been desensitized which even now as desensitized as it is it's fucking terrifying and if you don't think so don't let me know or do but i'm a, i'm gonna look into you because like i do this for a living season two is all about true crime and this is just like so it's the staple it's like the go-to when you think of like the scariest movies so well done so it's 2020 but when i first found it i don't even know what year it was i don't even want to think about it because i'll feel even older than i already do um but if you think about 1970 like 1970 oh my god my mom was 
five years old fuck no 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 i would i would pee my pants lose my mind done i would probably have to be institutionalized instant is that even a hold on (laughs) oh lord as a past english major this quarantine has fucked me up i am questioning everything institution yeah that is a word okay see and then i feel stupid for even questioning myself i feel like this was 2020 was brought to us to bring us to our knees and just like remind us you are nothing you are nothing at all anyone else let me know so i don't feel so alone Uh, so in ottawa canada in 1976 okay this is confusing so-called morality detectives i'm not sure what that means but like i kind of love it from the police department forced the owners of two local theaters to suspend their screenings of the film just in case charges are going to be brought because of the film so like they see the film they're like no 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 word on the street is this is fucked up you have to hold up like do not show this film because otherwise you're going to have charges brought against you because this is not good. I love that. Like looking out for everyone, but also like, Hey, it's 2020 and I'm still scared to death. Actually watching it back when I first saw it was terrifying, but now I think it, I think honest to God, I don't know how this makes sense. It probably doesn't. I think I am more scared or would be more scared and terrified to watch it now than I was when I first watched it. Actually, I know I would because I'm remembering all the scenes that really threw me for a loop. And I currently am like doing this weird thing with my leg, which tells me like I'm so uncomfortable, not here for it. So last, certainly not least, is Dudley Town Curse, the 49th Key. So Dudley Town was a Connecticut settlement in the 18th and 19th century, which a lot of people now consider haunted or cursed. Bad things seem to happen to anyone associated with this town, not even just the house, the town. There are legends of ghosts, demons, and vanishing, wait, vanishings. So like people just straight up disappearing ghosting if you want let's do this so vanishings at the time of the article in 2020 let's call it ghostings dating back centuries okay so whoa this next sentence is a link which if you're reading an article and there's a link that means shit goes down the hardship that came about the crew the whole crew of this horror film, like anyone acting, filming, direct, anyone involved. Think of rolling credits, anyone's name listed. They had a lot of shit happen to them, like all of them. And basically they're saying that like these legends are based more in reality than the movie. So like after the movie comes out, shit goes down. I'm thinking of, was it Shaquille, what what movie is Shaquille O'Neal in that like people are saying fucked everyone? Like everyone involved was like involved in such a, or was part of a huge scandal or heartache or death. Again, I'll put it on my list. I can't guarantee anything, but Space Jam. No, I don't know. Fuck, I don't know. But there's something about that too. But basically the same idea. Anyone involved, experienced some hard times just by being involved so police arrest eight filmmakers who are in the process of shooting this movie deadly town curse the 49th key and they do so like their reason for uh, arresting them is trespassing on the site of an old settlement which is currently a private property again i'm gonna have to look into this because this next paragraph doesn't not make sense unless i look into it so is it a case of bad luck or did the deadly town curse strike again maybe they should have gotten some permits or maybe the ghosts cursed their permits and they couldn't get them to begin with 
and it shows this old house that in all honesty looks oddly enough just like the house I live next to shit okay I'm gonna have to look okay so that's the second thing I'm gonna be looking into I am about to dive into a deep 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 rabbit hole times two but before I do that I just want you to know I love you dearly I am so sorry for the unexplained and completely random absence however I hope you enjoyed this episode and next week is the finale for season two after that there will be a break and then I'm coming at you fresh like with Viger I can tell once I get some R&R and some much needed peace of mind and just basically ground myself and recalibrate I will be coming at you like a fucking bull and you're holding picture yourself like a matador in Spain holding a red cloth I'm gonna come at you charging like I'm so ready for season season three and I don't even know what it is yet however don't worry like I always do I will come to the episode the podcast with a um hold on I'm distracted so I will come back obviously I will I will definitely announce whatever season three is going to be usually it's a bonus sometimes it happens like sometimes I'm acting like I've been doing this for 12 years it feels like I have the last two one time I don't even know the last time I've had to do this it came as a bonus episode and it was very natural and it felt right and it was so much fun and it was actually one of the most listened to episodes I say that a lot but like I say that gratefully because all of the episodes are so well listened to. Thank you, by the way. Oh, you guys, as hard as this is for me lately, wrap yourself in a big hug and just feel me just hugging the shit out of you because without you, I would be, I would not even be doing this because I would not put myself in positions where I'm just like going to town, stressing out so much, just the effort I put into this is because of you and it's because of you that I am able to put the effort in. So you are so fucking appreciated and I am so grateful that you appreciate me and the numbers show that you do. Thank you from the bottom of my heart. Like I hope you feel the truth in those words. You are so loved and appreciated. And without you again, like with, if you weren't here, what would I be to, I'd be talking to myself, which I do often I'm not gonna lie I do that often but I don't I don't want to make it like a joke or funny when I'm saying this like you are so important and I'm letting you know that I don't know personally what season three is going to be but I will come to you beforehand before season three is released before the first episode whatever happens with that I will let you know what's going on as soon as I do. Deal? Basically, just let's rewind. Rewind. I will always let you know what's going on as soon as I do. That should be the mantra for the whole podcast, for every season. As far as I take this, as far as I'm able to go, as far as you let me go, as far as you take me. Again, this is synergy. Like we're working together. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, stay tuned next week for the finale, which I feel like I'm going to pass out. I feel equally stressed and relieved and also just so on so many unknown feelings that I need to explore as soon as I sign off while I dive into these little side projects I've talked about this episode. But I'm so grateful. That's I mean, that's all I can think of to say. It feels just right. It feels like love. It feels like support. It feels like purpose. And that's everything to me. So yeah, I love you guys so much. I hope you enjoyed. I will see you. No, no, no. I won't see you. Not at all. Well, maybe I will. Depends on who you are. But I'll be back next week. I hope you tune in for this episode and for the next one, the freaking finale for season two.
I cannot believe this is happening. It feels like I like laid down and woke up and then season two is done. That's how easy it was. Also difficult. Yeah, I'm full of contradictions. I'm well aware. You guys just have a good day. Good night. Whatever. I It's time for me to go to bed. Love you so much. Goodbye. Until next week for the finale. You better tune in, bitches. You better tune in. Because I'm not going to put all this effort in for nothing. But I know you'll be there. And I can't wait to see you. Goodbye. Peace out. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, silly boy. Peace out. (laughs) Peace out. production.